Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast. Social Security works for all Americans, and it has never been more important to our economic security. Every month, 60 million receive Social Security benefits. Nearly two out of three seniors depend on it for most of their income, and many of them rely on it for virtually all of their income. Social Security's benefits are modest but vital, averaging around 15000 per year, and lifts 22.2 million Americans out of poverty. Without it, the poverty rate of our seniors would be 44% instead of just 9%. And it's an extremely efficient program with administrative costs of less than a penny on the dollar. Bottom line, chain, Social Security works, and a growing chorus of prominent voices in Congress and elsewhere are calling for the expansion of our Social Security system. People who know that Social Security will not go broke and does not add a penny to the national debt. Our next guest has written a book titled Social Security Works. The book amplifies these voices and offers a powerful antidote to the three-decade-long billionaire-funded campaign to make us believe that this vital institution is destined to collapse. Plain and simple, it isn't. Here with us is Nancy Altman. Nancy has a 40-year background in the areas of Social Security and private pensions. She is co-director of Social Security Works and co-chair of the Strengthen Social Security Coalition and Campaign. She is the author of The Battle for Social Security, From FDR's Vision to Bush's Gamble, and co-author of Social Security Works. Nancy, it's so nice to have you with us to shine the light on the truth and tremendous value that Social Security contributes to our society. Let's start out by having you tell us about how Social Security came to be. It really is, you know, a lot of people talk about the need to modernize it. It is thoroughly modern in its concept and in the way that it works. It's been around for over 80 years. The idea is that as long as people are dependent on wages to uh, survive in life, and that's virtually all of us, we need insurance against the loss of those wages. You can lose those wages because you can become permanently disabled and can't work. You can lose those wages because you die and you've got young children um, who are dependent on those wages, or you can become um, work for a lifetime and um, have the reward of retirement. Social Security provides life insurance, disability insurance, and pensions, annuities that you cannot outlive, that will stay with you for the rest of your life. So is Social Security just for seniors? No. It is, in fact, one out of three of the beneficiaries are not seniors. It is the most important and largest children's program because it provides survivor benefits and disability benefits when uh, wages are lost as a result of death or disability. Um, it's also our most important disability program. And so it's, it's really best to think of it as a family protection plan. It's seen often in the general public as a seniors program, and it is, of course, a vital seniors program, but it is much more than that. It really is a program that protects the entire family. So how is Social Security funded? It has three funding sources. It's actually very conservatively funded. It is insurance. And so um, workers and their employers pay premiums. Now, they, in, back in 1935, when Social Security was enacted, they were called insurance contributions. And that's why what FICA, the acronym Federal Insurance Contributions Act, which you might be able to see on your, on your pay stub, But most of the revenue comes from premiums paid by workers and matched by their employers. Whenever there's a surplus, that money is invested. And so there is 
investment income is a second source. And in 1983, a decision was made to tax benefits the way that private pensions are taxed. So part of your income tax for income tax purposes, and that money is paid into and dedicated to Social Security. So the biggest source is the premiums, and then about 8% of the um, revenue comes from the other two sources. So why is Social Security irreplaceable then, Nancy? It really is a program that works and that really only works the best when we all are part of it. And Social Security is so valuable because, as I say, it's basic wage insurance. It's sponsored by the government, so all of us participate, all of us contribute, and then all of us draw out when one of the insured events occurs. It really is irreplaceable because, first of all, as long as we're dependent on wages, we need some kind of foundation under us when those wages are lost. Um, and the government is the right source to do it. It is can provide this universally. It can provide it efficiently. It can provide it fairly. It can provide it so you can move easily from employer to employer and have the um, benefit travel with you. It's really a program that works as, as the title of our book says, Social Security Works. So when I see and hear that Social Security is going bankrupt and when I see and hear that it's contributing hugely to the national debt, what am I actually hearing? Are those numbers being cooked in some way? What's going they're on? They're not being cooked, but they're being spun. Mm-hmm. This is um, propaganda. I mean, first of all, Social Security, as I say, has this dedicated revenue that goes into a trust fund, just like a private trust. It's a trust that's held on behalf of American workers. Um, and it is not allowed to deficit finance. It doesn't have any borrowing authority. It has to have enough revenue to pay every penny of benefits, and of course it does. So that is just a lie that that uh, it contributes anything to the deficit. In fact, very interestingly, if your listeners are interested, you can go to YouTube and you can see President Ronald Reagan um, explaining that Social Security doesn't add a penny to the deficit, because this has been a myth that's been around for a long time that it does, and he was trying to correct the record, as so many of us have. Now, Social Security is extremely conservatively managed and financed. You know, most pension plans project out 10, 20, 30 years. Most countries around the world project out their Social Security 20 or 30 or 40 years. Social Security every year projects out 75 years. When you project out, that's almost as long as the program's been around. When you project out that far, you're occasionally going to show surpluses unintended. You're occasionally going to find unexpected shortfalls. It's nothing to be alarmed about. It's like you have a highway system. You expect that there's going to need upkeep and maintenance. And that's where this myth that it's going bankrupt. We are the wealthiest nation in the world, and we are at the wealthiest moment in our history. We're the wealthiest in the history of the world. Not only can we fully afford Social Security, we can fully afford a much expanded Social Security, and that's what we should be doing. Do you know what the Republicans are suggesting to put in place? They, they want to get rid of Social Security. Do they have a better plan? They don't have a better plan. They have a different plan. And they, this has been a plan they've had since 1935. And that is, first of all, for the most part, they believe everybody on their own. So okay. it's, you know, they don't like this idea that we're all right. um, all in this together. Yeah, why would um, you want to think and that? And they've 
they, and it also, it's two things. Do you know how much money Wall Street gets from Social Security? Zero. Um, and there's a lot of money going through Social Security. So some of it is their donors, their people on Wall Street would love to get some of this money. The other is ideological. Social Security puts a lie to the claim that the private sector always does everything better than the public sector. Mm-hmm. The Good private point. sector has an important role to play, but so does our government, and Social Security is one of those. What the uh, Republicans want to do, what they'd love to do, is completely end it. They were talking back in the 1930s and 40s and 50s about simply repealing the program. It's too well understood and known now to repeal it, but they have proposals that would basically radically change it and really put a lot of our money in the stock market um, and subject to the ups and downs and risks that the stock market has. Right. The the greed is outrageous to me. That the, this notion that we don't all want to take care of each other and move along together, and that everybody should pull themselves up by their bootstraps, even though there are no bootstraps, is is well, outrageous. And, and it's, it's very convenient for people. It's you know the old joke that they were, you know, you were uh, um, born on third base and you think you hit a triple. That right. very pe- people <laughs> yes. who are born wealthy. Um, have a huge advantage. And what Social Security does is, you know, we're a meritocracy. and it, right. The idea is where we're supposed to be. And the idea is that, it, that we all contribute. We're uh, the United States. We're not just individuals. We are collectively together. And this is a program where we share our risks. Any of us can be struck, you know, can walk out in the street and get hit by a bus and find ourselves disabled. Any of us can die prematurely leaving young children. Those are risks, and um, people who are very wealthy may not have the same risks in old age, but you don't know starting out in your career what's going to happen to you over your life. And so this is a program where we these are common risks. We all contribute, and we all have this level of protection. Nancy, you'd mentioned expanding Social Security, and I know there's a growing movement to try to do that. Who's involved with that, and do you think this would be possible? Well, I think it will. I think it is eventually inevitable. The nation is facing a looming retirement income crisis. Wages have stagnated. Traditional pensions are disappearing. 401ks have proven to be really failures for most of the population. It's only the very wealthy that are able to put money aside. And even then, as I say, you can outlive. Um, savings. You cannot outlive Social Security. The beauty of Social Security, you live to 110. You keep getting those benefits. So, as I say, Social Security is universal. It's efficient. It um, is fair. It is extremely popular. It's portable. It works very well. Its one shortcoming is that its benefits are extremely modest by virtually any standard. So, there is this growing movement. It started with Senator Bernie Sanders, Senator Elizabeth Warren, the Congressional Progressive Caucus in the House, um, a number of our progressive leaders, and they slowly convinced the rest of the Democrats that expanding, not cutting Social Security is the way to go. And so that was actually in the Democratic platform in 2016. It got drowned out by all the craziness of our past election. But that is a big difference between the two parties, that the Democratic Party wants to expand, not cut Social Security, the Republican Party wants to cut and, and in some cases, completely dismantle Social Security. So I think as the American people understand there is this difference, 
that seniors who have tended to vote Republican will see that their interest is in the party that created Social Security, that created Medicare, and now wants to expand both of them. Great. So anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? The only thing is to be very vigilant. We um, are, as you know, have a government that is controlled by people who are dead set against Social Security and and Medicare. Speaker Paul Ryan and the just Mm -hmm. confirmed Secretary of HHS Tom Price have both said that they want to undo Medicare this year. And I think as soon as they go after Medicare, the next, especially if they're successful, Social Security will be next on their agenda. So it is very important for people to stay vigilant and involved and let their members know no cuts to Social Security, no cuts to Medicare. We want these programs expanded. My organization's website is socialsecurityworks.org. If people go there and sign up, we send email alerts so people know exactly what's happening. Um, And when things start to move, we are watching it closely and we will let them know immediately. That's so important, Nancy. I want to thank you for your years of work in this arena because we need it now more than ever. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. We've been talking with Nancy Altman, the author of Social Security Works. For more information about this topic, visit nursetalksite.com. 